body in front of him. Crowd are looking, throws it, alley, oh! Welcome into the Just Basketball Show for Thursday, August 24th. I'm Chris Manning. That's Brennan Clean. As always, we have Dylan Heiser on production. We're going to talk all about the FIBA World Cup today. We have a special guest for that, the one, the only, Robbie Callen from Diamond on Bucks. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. How are y'all? We're doing. We're, we were talking about this before we got in there. This is going to be like one of those things that's exciting that we're getting like a tease of basketball back. But the timing of it in the morning is also, it's brutal. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's like tough. I, I, you know, I get we're, we're growing the game. We're sending these tournaments all over, but selfishly, I really do prefer when these tournaments are, uh, are in the, the Western hemisphere. Um, I wanted to, to throw this out there, Chris, cause we haven't talked about it, but since we're talking about time zones and location, do you know where the next FIBA world cup is? Nope. No guitar, baby. Yep. We're back. Uh, yeah. It's not back this way for a while they they do this they like send it around to each like um mm-hmm. federation and so like mm-hmm. they're on like the the asia's federation so it was like it's philippines japan and and korea for this one and then mm-hmm. qatar and they were i think the, la- the last one was in china or what, and so it's yeah. just like each federation gets like a block of like however many years and so yeah, I we'll just do, love uh, that FIBA learned no lessons from FIFA, and they're like, "Yeah, let's roll with it. We'll do it in Qatar. No well, problems at least there, could, right? At least you don't play outdoors. True. You true, know, true. it's not outdoors, so you're actually, not going to run into a hundred. You didn't hear twenty degrees. New, new rule: they're actually just playing on courts outside. It's just, it's just pickup. You know, it'd be great. Just outdoor pickup in Qatar. Several deaths of professional athletes in Qatar. Uh, before we dive into today's show, I want to remind you about our friends at Homage. They're the ultra-comfortable specialty apparel company with NBA and WNBA licenses with vintage-inspired designs to pay homage to the greatest stories, traditions, and figures across sports, music, and pop culture. Use the link below and use some of, use whatever you buy there. Some of that money is going to come back to support the Just Basketball show. I got my New York Liberty tee on today. Brennan's got Love a great National it. Parks tee. I almost wore my Jimmy Butler tee. But I'm saving that for the Dame. When the Dame trade happens, I'll be wearing my Jimmy Butler tee for homage. You might need to throw some some wares in between now and then. Otherwise, it'll be in the closet for a while, I think, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's nicely folded right now. I, I pulled it out today, just kind of adjusted it. and uh, Look, Said a quick one prayer for Joe Cronin and then put it back in the closet. Yeah, I was like, let, let's go cook, you know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm ready. Let's unleash Scoot. Let's unleash our guy, Shaden Sharp. Let's go. Uh, also need to shout out Asia Wilson. Scored at the WNBA single game record of 53 points in a game. Turns out she's really good, even if she hasn't played well the, two of the last three times she's played the New York Liberty. Turns out Asia Wilson, pretty good at basketball. Who knew? I love Who that knew? she has a, a stake to that record as well now, uh, in addition to her former teammate. Liz Cambage. It's a lot nicer to have it be Asia just for, you know, reasons that have revealed themselves over the past few years. It's just, it's good when the right person has the record, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of cool still that that league has a interior presence that has it, and it hasn't been totally like, hey, only guards who can take a lot of threes are going to get these records. Yeah, she shot like 67% from the field. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, let's dive into... The, let's dive into FIBA. There's a lot of different ways we can. We have some key questions uh, we're going to run through today. I want to. We're going to start with Team USA. This we are all three Americans here, proud Patriots. You know all of that, all of those things. <laughs> no, but um. well, I for 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 sports and particularly golf events, Robbie, huge Patriot. Sure. Otherwise, you know, a little bit sus. Solheim yeah. Cup, very dialed in in a couple weeks. Ready to see can't USA wait. beat. Can't wait. Can't wait. Which team, which team you think I could parlay this World Cup into being a Team USA regular in the next year's Olympics and beyond? There's an obvious answer to me. We're going to talk about him. I, he's the subject of question two. I think the answer, the answer here is Anthony Edwards. But, Robbie, do you, does anyone, if it's Ant, if it's someone else, does anyone come to mind as a Team USA guy that's going to pop and maybe be an Olympic regular going forward? I think the easy answer is actually Jaron Jackson Jr. Just because of the lack of depth in the front court that USA basketball has right now. Like they straight up just like unless if they can't get Joel Embiid especially, like if they lose out on Embiid for Team USA, like the center depth is really suspect. You have Bam Adebayo and then not really a whole lot else going on. So I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be – a near lock if he just performs as expected 
to be, if nothing else, the third big going uh, to the Olympics. I think he's got a great chance of doing that. Uh, the other guy, I mean, like, you know, the the point guard, point guard rotation, I think, is getting maybe a little old. We kind of know that USA Basketball is clearly not a huge fan of Trey Young. Um, <laughs> we don't know where they stand on John Morant right now. I think there's an opportunity for a guy like Tyrese Halliburton or Jalen Brunson to have a really good uh, World Cup and kind of cement themselves as a potential, you know, guy that gets brought on. And then, like you said, obviously, Anthony Edwards um, is the star of this team and is the guy that that seems to be getting kind of the rub from everybody as far as like he's going to be one of the faces of USA basketball going forward. Um, just give, I mean, Eric Spolster was like, yeah, he reminds me of Dwayne Wade today. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like when you're getting that kind of stuff and like, it, it, I think there's an opportunity for him to be genuinely one of the guys going forward. And I, I think this is a good thing for USA basketball because we, we go through these phases, we go through these eras of USA basketball and, and we have a lot of guys that are in their mid thirties who have been carrying the torch. Mm-hmm. We need guys in their mid twenties to be coming up now. And I think that's where Jaron and Ant and even a guy like Halliburton um, could kind of have a big tournament and say like, Hey, like we need to start transitioning. Even our a squad needs to have some of these guys on it because like you even, you know, you look at that point guard and stuff. I mean, if, if Steph plays um, which I think he will play for Kerr in, in Paris, like I think he'll want to do that. Um, but like point guards, kind of an older position at, for at the USA level. We obviously have a ton of wings that play, but big and point guard, I think, center and point guard is an opportunity yeah. for these guys. Yeah, you look at last Olympics. I think you mentioned Bam already. I think him, Booker, and Tatum are really like the only locks that I would say would, if they say yes, would would carry over. Like I don't think Zach Levine or mm-hmm. you know some of the older guys are, are like a, a guarantee to be in there. So there's a there's a huge opportunity. I think all the guys you mentioned, I agree with completely. Are we sure Joel Embiid is ever going to actually play in an Olympics? Because well, I, I know I there's like know. the whole competition for his you know, uh, yeah, like his France. allegiance with France, but it's like, I don't really know if I would recommend that if I'm like Joel Embiid's doctor, <laughs> you know? I mean, from a health standpoint, we don't even know what team he'll be on by the end of next summer. So I, I'm not sure that actually happens. Uh, well, and that's then, what I'm saying is like, if it doesn't, like, then you really are in a bind. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing. It's like, and especially knowing the thing about this year's World Cup, and, and we can get into this later a little bit more, but like there aren't the big bad bigs really out there yeah. aside from Rudy Gobert. Uh, and I guess Laurie Markin, but like as far as like the center position that could mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. give the USA problems, like Jokic isn't playing, Giannis isn't playing, like these guys that they don't have a matchup for yeah. uh, aren't playing in this year's World Cup. But come Olympics time, they're going to need a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. They're going to need Bam. I think they need both of those guys just for defense to be able to match up with, um, you know, the guys that they're going to face. And they're going to need to have some depth there because foul trouble is going to be a question mark with both of those guys um, when you're playing the, the bigs that they will face. And so like, I, I do think, I do think Jaron is pretty much a lot going forward as long as he plays the way he has in tune up games where he has been pretty much everything for them defensively, you know, like they haven't yeah. looked great all the time, but he cleans up so much that he's just, he's so good that he makes up for a lot of mistakes that they've had as a young team. Who's trying to figure out where they're supposed to be. Center-wise, I think you have two names that aren't on this team. Uh, Chet Holmgren was on the select team, and Evan Mobley, who wasn't on anything, who I think also could factor into this as well, but they aren't here. And it's interesting, Mobley in particular, it's interesting to me that there was no participation at all this summer. They're also further behind. Like, just just straight, I think they're they're the guys that are on the next World Cup team, right? Like, they're the guys that they bring. You know, we're talking about Qatar in 2027. Those are the guys that I'm looking at for that team. Uh, like, cause like with all due respect, I, I just think those guys have a lot more to show. Um, and maybe, and like, especially for next year, um, I just think they're not quite there. Um, so Mason but, Plumley, world cup, 2024, third string center. I mean, look, we've <laughs> Mason's always ready to dust it off. You I know? mean, JaVale just got ready. cut from Dallas, so he's looking for a team. Maybe maybe those red, white, and blue will be he's will be ready. what he picks up he's next. Uh, uh, no, I'll Tyler, Tyler Zeller. 
Tyler Zeller back in Cody, NBA. Cody Zeller. Cody, yeah, Cody Zeller. Cody, yeah. We'll get Cody. I'll throw I'll throw one more out there. I think uh, I've said this before, but to me, the fact that that they got Paolo from Italy, if if he yeah. just plays in like one World Cup and then like nothing else, that would be sort of crazy because he would star for Italy. And I, I I don't know if there's any sort of you know handshake agreement in place, but it would be pretty uh pretty weird and kind of ugly to, to to do him like that. Uh, yeah, Chris, your Cavs are down bad in this international stuff. Garland and Mobley are nowhere to be seen. Donovan Mitchell's been excised from Team USA completely after the 2019 debacle. It's just Donna, it's Jared, getting Jared ugly. Allen, Jared Allen got came in and went. It's, somewhere. it's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jared, I, uh, Jared Allen's still wondering if the lights are too bright. Jared Allen's one. Jared Allen, for his sake, I hope is just squatting like a ton this summer. Just really, just really building some bulk. That's that uh, guy. Danny Danny Chow the Ringer wrote this week about how Jared Allen needs to do like line drills like a football player. And I'm like, yeah, that that's probably true that he just needs to get through the, the blender. Um Donovan Mitchell, third string shooting guard for the Olympic team next year. Yeah, he, seems like that. It it's him or Zach Levine. It's a real tough matchup. They're going back and forth on who it's gonna be. Um no, Ant, uh let's 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 move on to Ant because the question here is how can he level up as a basketball player? Because the 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 hype is there. And we all know this guy is one of the next stars in the league, right? But like as a as a basketball player, I think it, it gets overlooked with him some of the things that because he's been so awesome in, in these big moments and he really turns it on in the play in and the playoffs and just has that reputation already that he's f- kind of not a fully formed guy. Um, so I'll j- I mean, I'll turn it over to you, Chris. What do you think? Because it's creation. He can do yeah, everything. I think it's- yeah. I, but, I, but I think it's the creation. I think the piece from his offensive game that still feels like it hasn't fully rounded itself out is the creation. It's creating for others. It's not He can create his own shot anytime he wants. He can score at every level. Like, that's not the question. It's, okay, how is he going to pass to other guys? Is he going to develop better pick-and-roll chemistry with everyone? Is the feel as a creator going to be there? And I think playing for Steve Kerr, I think playing with the, the, kind, the way Team USA is going to play, with the personnel Team USA has brought – I think it's going to kind of have to coax it out of him if they're going to hit their ceiling. So I think that, to me, is where I look to. It's about the creation for Anthony Edwards. We know he can score, but it's it's about the, the feel and about kind of empowering everyone else on the floor around him for me at this tournament. What do you think, Robbie? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I agree on that. I also just think it's just being the guy every night. Like, the thing that he has talked about, and he talked about last year, is, like, the, on the scouting report, it used to say, like, if he had a big night, he's not going to show up the next night. Like that was, that's a thing he's been having to work on. I think he improved as the course of last season went on. But this is a this is a Team USA squad that needs somebody they can rely on on a nightly basis. Like we've seen, they have guys who can pop. Like Brunson might have it one night, Halliburton might have it one night, Ingram could get it one night. But they need somebody that they can just rely on to be the guy every night. And that's also what the Timberwolves need. Like, that's exactly what the Wolves need to take a step forward. It's like they need him and, like, obviously Cat, too, to be more consistent. Like, we know these guys can put up 30 on any given night. We need you to be 25 every night. You know, we need mm-hmm. you 22, 25 every night and then have the pops. We can't have you have 16 one night. You know, we can't have you come up and just be flat all night. And I think having the pressure of this Team USA – as it has clearly been shifted onto his shoulders by everybody. Everybody is saying he's the guy, he's the guy. There's a different level of pressure there than I think he's had in Minnesota that I think will bring out the best in him. And I think it could bring out the best in him moving forward for the Timberwolves in saying like, I'm the guy, like I need to, I need to lead this way. Like he talks about how he likes to lead by example and all that. Well, this is your opportunity to do it, and it it, it really is going to come down to like he's got to be there every night for t- if Team USA is going to be the favorite, the heavy favorite that they are in this tournament. They've got to have somebody who is consistent, and mm-hmm. to this point in tune-up play, he's been the one, and I'm I, I, he's just going to have to continue to do that because, like I said, like everybody else seems a little too high variance to to just lean on every night. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I, Jackson Frank had a good breakdown of his defense on on dime, and um, I think you know the more consistency there as a guy who they can just put out on a, on a wing player, Team USA and and the Wolves, and 
somebody who can use his athleticism to actually create turnovers and be like an awesome help defender like the Dwayne Wade comparison that that Spo threw out would be would be good to see. And I think too, just the consistent. I mean, it, it's part of what the consistency will look like for him. But mm-hmm. specifically as a shooter and as a pull up shooter, he loves that shot. But you know, pull up threes are always going to be hard, especially when you're a great player and you're being guarded the way that he's going to get guarded. But his pull up twos, like he's never been above thirty seven percent. Um, and it's just like that, that kind of stuff has to be there. And that's one of the things that he was billed as when he came in was like a, he had a Devin Booker comp, like nobody can block his jumper. He's going to get to his spots and and pull up and, and be able to make that. And that, that kind of hasn't come around. That's probably the last really part of his offensive scoring package that will need to come there. And, And maybe this opportunity as a all the time ball handler can help him do that. But uh, we'll see. I think the you know the the sky's the limit for this dude. He's he's if anyone was awake watching these games, he'd be the guy uh, that everyone was talking about. Yeah, I, I will say, and I think too the the coaching he's being exposed to this summer, I think can only be good for him. I think playing for Kerr, I think playing for Spo, I think being in that environment is just the kind of thing that I do really believe. I think this is one of those things that helps like every young guy that gets the opportunity to do it. I think it does help them in some way, but I think Ant is one of those guys that if you look back and he's introspective in five years and he says, okay, what was part of my turning point? I think this summer could be it of getting in this environment, just frankly being around a, a, a higher quality of everything a team USA than he's had so far with Minnesota. I think this is the only, can only push him to different levels. Chris Finch shade. Was that what that was just right there? I like, no, but it's Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra. Like, <laughs> right. I get, you. I get you. Well, it's also, and it's also just like, like, and those guys, and the other thing is like, those guys have coached greats. And so they know how to coach greats and push more out of you in a way that like, I think Chris Finch is still trying to learn how to extract yeah. the most out of his guys. And I think it can help if Ant is giving that and if Ant is giving that push here in a way that maybe he, he hasn't. And I'm sure there's some tough love there where it's like, you got to be that MF in this, you know, in this environment, like we need you constantly. And they're going to kind of, I think they see him as the guy they can kind of prod and kind of be an example of like, we can kind of be harder on him because he can take it. And I think he could, he could use that. Um, sure. Because I don't think that's been the environment in Minnesota. No. Uh, next question. Let's move on to who could be this year's Lowry marketing parling summer work, a summer renaissance of sorts towards an NBA jump. I have two answers. I'm going to cheat here. They're both Australian. I'm going to go Josh Giddy, and I'm going to go Josh Green. Two Joshes. With Giddy, I think it's what is the offense? What does the jumper look like a little bit? What is the him playing a really big role? on this kind of interesting, slightly older, but also really young um, Australian team. And with Josh Green, it's like he's going to have a big role on that Mavs team, I would suspect. What does he look like in this environment? You could you could put Dyson Daniels also playing for Team Australia on this list as well, and you could convince me that that's the right answer. But I look at this Australia team. I think those are the three guys, and I think Giddy's the one because I think he's going to have such a big role on making this team work. And it's it's getting close to figuring out what he is time for how he's going to fit with the Thunder, and and what they're doing there. So for me, I I go Josh Giddy as my answer. What do you got, Robbie? I got Franz Wagner. I think it is he is the guy. Like if you're talking about the guy that can take that Lori Markinen leap, where like he's been a good player. I, like watching Germany was the team that like when I was doing these lists, I was like they got some dudes on this team that like they haven't usually had like this is not a, a germany team that I'm, I'm used to necessarily seeing and saying like they got some dogs and like watching him against team usa and like he is not shy and i think that's the thing that is standing out and like he's we've seen him grow in orlando and we've seen him grow into some more comfort zone but like the thing with Lori was he had to be the guy every night and he was given the super duper green light that we're seeing Franz get. And like, I think he's going to come back and look really good next year. And like, I was, I was on slap the bag for Franz last year and like run it back, man. Like he's going to be, he's going to be really good. I think Orlando is going to be very fun with him and Paolo taking a step forward next year. He was on my list. It felt a little like, 
it's just hard because Lowry had just been written off so much. And sure. so it, it's just such a unique and, and, you know, obviously you're probably never going to have that. That's why it was such a storyline last season. But, um, you know who it would have been that I actually think is pretty close to marketing is Rui Hachimura, but he's not playing. I think he, he would have had a real opportunity if he had participated in this kind of carrying over what he did with the Lakers, which people don't fully know if it's real. He gets paid. I think he could have kind of used this opportunity to level up because that Japan team, you know, they that's just not a country that tends to produce a lot of talent. So having a real scorer would have gone a long way for them. But uh, my answer is RJ Barrett, mm. Mm. especially with Jamal Murray out now. Uh, and that team has Shea, but aside from him, they don't really have another kind of scorer, like yeah. somebody who... Dylan Brooks disagrees, but okay. Yeah, he does disagree. You know, Kelly Olynyk might have something to say about uh, about it too. But I, I, I've always been an RJ believer. Chris, we talked about him. You know, throughout the regular season into the playoffs, he's inconsistent. The jump shot is still a work in progress. But this has always been the environment he's played best in. It's a lot of why he got the reputation he did at a young age. His dad is in charge of this whole thing, and so. I, I think it's kind of set up for him to have a big role. And I guess it just comes down to you think he can do it or not. And I, I still believe, and he's at that age where it's kind of has to happen. So more opportunity, a bigger stage, more comfort, hopefully for him. He's the guy that I think could, uh, could pull it out. I think RG is a great shout in the sense yeah. that if Canada is going to go as far as they maybe could, even without Jamal Murray, you know, even without some of their, even without um, just some of the, like some of their key, no Wiggins, they kind of could still make like a real interesting run, even with a roster of guys that it's like there's a guy playing in their domestic league. There's guys playing in Liga, you know, in Liga ACB in Spain. There's guys playing in Israel. Like they have kind of an eclectic roster still, despite producing like some very good NBA players, but they're missing like a, a number two to Shea's like clear-cut number one and if they're going to make a run to like the semifinals make a run to anything of note here be in contention it's going to probably be because RJ pops out I imagine and if you're the Knicks you kind of want you you kind of got to be hoping for that to some degree because I would take a lot of pressure off Jalen Brunson when you, when you suspect teams are going to game plan for Brunson differently this upcoming year than it last year they kind of need Barrett to be what a version of what he's going to need to be for Team Canada so I think this is a great shot on your part Brennan. Yeah, I like the idea, too, of just he actually does sort of I wouldn't say compliment Shea well, but he does a lot of the same things like you could just imagine them both just parading to the basket if they're both on and they're able to space the floor with some of their lineups. It could just be a thing where they're just a nightmare to contain and, and get into the basket. I mean, that's a that's a high level version of how their team could look, but it's not inconceivable so yeah agreed if, if Canada is going to go as high they're plus 1,000 to win it uh, on bet MGM as you would assume then it's going to need to be him I would think yeah all right next question could being the guy for the Dominican Republic help Carl Anthony Towns get back on track Robbie where are you at on, on cat let's just start big picture where are you at on cat as we look ahead for him oh, look man like he's super talented but like I just I Listen, like maybe I, I think the best thing for Cat would be Ant coming back and being the guy. Like respectfully, <laughs> like I think the best thing for Cat would to be to get to be like what Paul George has embraced, which is like I'm the number two. Like Cat has tried to big dog it; it hasn't worked real well for him. You know, he's tried to chirp, he's tried to do all that. He got told by Draymond to be himself. It's tough, right? <laughs> like it's just tough. Like. It's not who he is, and that's yeah. all right. He is a super talented dude, and I think for the position he plays, I think it's totally fine for him to to be a high level two A guy, right? Where you go, okay, like he needs somebody to help him get in his spots anyway. He needs, you know, he's not going to create a ton for himself. You don't really want him creating a ton for himself, and so I, I think that's okay. And I think the best thing for him is Ant coming back and asserting himself as like I'm the dude on this Wolves team and free Cat up to just play ball the way he plays ball best. I still don't know if that can be done with Rudy Gobert next to him as I think it maroons Cat a little too much on the perimeter and that taps into his worst habits in terms of being passive. 
Um, and so if you're looking for something coming out of this, it's that he's going to have to not be passive if the Dominican Republic is going to make it to the knockout stage. And they obviously have a favorable group to have a chance to do that. Um, like it's, it's, it's a group A is pretty soft uh, and they will have a good chance to, to make the knockout stage and, and kind of get through there. He's going to have to be, so I, I think it's, I'm not real confident that he's going to like explode in this and then he's going to come back and he's just going to be suddenly this MVP caliber dude. Cause I just don't think that's him. Like I, I just, yeah. we have, he's been in the league for like nine years guys. Like we kind of know what he is at this point. I think like it's really yeah. rare for somebody to be in the league for this long and suddenly have that aha moment. Like, I just think he is what he is. I think the best thing for him would be for Ant to take a leap and for him to figure out how to balance his aggression and how to pick his spots and know when it's time to go. Because that's the one thing he has lacked the most for me in terms of like, okay, like I've got a good matchup here. How can we flip this? How can we get me in the post? How can I call for the ball? How can I make myself unmissable on the offensive end? And like, cause like, I mean, how many times have we watched a game where we're like, how is Cat not killing this lineup? And it's because yeah. he's just kind of hanging out on the perimeter and it's some on the wolves to put him in the right spot, but he's also got to be the one to assert himself. And like, not to go full inside the NBA here and be Shaq yelling at a center to like get in the post, but sometimes in the post like he's a super talented offensive player he has crazy footwork he has incredible touch like he has all the things you want from a center in terms of being able to score the ball at every he's level strong as hell yeah he's also yeah that's the thing like he's strong use it man like and i think that's where he can be helped i don't think he comes back and is an mvp guy you know ant's talking about how he wants to get cat mvp I think that's what Ant has to say, but like Ant's the one that's the MVP on that Minnesota team. Like if there's a future MVP, it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get why he says that. Like you got to gas your guys up. And I think it's a great step in leadership for Ant to be saying things like that. But for Carl, I think the big thing is like, can I be more assertive and bring that back to Minnesota and say like, hey, I've got a matchup get me the ball. Mm -hmm. Like when mm -hmm. you're playing Angola, can you say they don't have anybody that can guard me and go put up 40, you know, like you're going to have that. Yeah. It's, it's to me, Chris, and I know this was your question. So I want to hear what your thoughts are too. But yeah. to me, it's like, we've seen him in a, a, every possible kind of situation at this point. He had Jimmy Butler. He has Rudy Gobert. He has Anthony Edwards. He hasn't played in this exact environment. And, you know, since he was a teenager, he was at Kentucky and like all these times and it, has not ever really hit the absolute peaks that we expected to. So I, I think it's fair to say that's probably not coming, but now it's about how do you evolve and dominate in the ways that you've learned you can, you know? So yep. let's see that. And I think we can, I think he, he's not going to maybe be, you know, worth his contract and all that stuff. And that's a conversation that, that matters, but this year you're on the wolves, like go do it, you know, but what do you think, Chris? So I, I think I'm of two minds to this. Number one, this roster and this team is just not going to really give him the support that I think would be optimal for what we know Carl is and is not. Like, Lester Cajones is a pro, but this is a roster that, like, I don't, you know, I mean, how many of these guys, yeah. I'm just being honest, like, how many of them do we, do we can we say, like, they're going to give them X, Y, and Z? Like, we just don't. This is a roster of a lot of guys that play overseas, like, that don't play in, a, in situations we watch a lot. Like that doesn't mean they're not good. They're certainly like gonna. They're certain enough quality to be in a national team that's at the FIBA World Cup, but there's a certain lack of quality that I think that Carl will feel a little bit. What I what I hope for him is he. If I want to, if I empathize with Carl in any way, despite some of the things that I think he says and does that put a lot of ire on himself, like every time he goes on a podcast, like, he says something, I'm like, Carl, like he chill, bro. Honestly, I think. He should have to pay Anthony Edwards $100,000 every time he does a podcast. He should, because he at, just at makes very, life harder for Ant. At the very least, he should just like have to buy... You know how he told Ant like not to eat Popeyes or whatever? He should buy Ant Popeyes every time he says something ridiculous Minimum. on a podcast. Minimum. Minimum. Like, yeah, just... Like, the least hey, you Ant, can do. Like, the Sorry. least he could do. Here's it's the okay. sandwich. That's, 
this yeah here here's here's a spiced chicken sandwich they messed it it's a Popeye so they messed up the drink order there's a Dr Pepper there I know you're not trying to not supposed to drink Dr Pepper but it's gonna taste better here's the strawberry the biscuit they got right now like uh, all all's well and it ends well for you Anthony Edwards, um, that said. If there's something I empathize with Carl about, it's that I think this guy just needs to be in some kind of rhythm for himself to have a chance to figure this out in some way. Sure. The last couple of years for him have just been horrendous. And and it's not even just on court stuff with him. It's been getting injured. It's the passing of his mother. It's the COVID yep. stuff. It's just it's been on a human level, I think one of the like the worst stretches we have seen a player kind of have to go through in a public eye in a long time. Yep. And if he can like have if he comes out of this tournament saying I'm healthy. I'm in a good mental space. I'm enjoying playing basketball. And he goes into the season in maybe a little better shape because he geared up through this tournament and hits training camp in a great spot. I think that's enough for for us to to be like, Carl, okay, now you can just be Ants number two. Maybe maybe this gets figured out with Gobert. Maybe one of you gets traded and you can restart somewhere else. But I think just him, like, getting in a place where he can be happy and healthy and, like, in a a good spot to start the season off strong, I think that's all I'm looking for. I don't need him to make it out of the group stage. I just need him to come out of this healthy, get some reps up, have a good time. Uh, You know, I know this means a lot because of of his mother. Come out of this in a good space, and then uh, and then we can he can go to whatever is going to come next. I think that's that's where I'm at with Carl. Yeah, I think that's a that's a, that's a great point because again, like I, I think as a player, there's only so much more that we can I think ask of Carl. But but I, I'm I'm with you. I do think if he can come in because uh, yeah, because I, I I mean he missed what all a camp last year um, yeah. with the with the the COVID stuff, and so like yeah, like I think that would be big. And and again, like. The thing with Carl is like he can be a really high end number two guy. Like I'm not trying to like besmirch him by saying like he just that's the role he is best suited for. Like that's not a knock. Like how many lead guys are there in the NBA? Like we know this. Like not, how many lead? A lot. It's under ten. Yeah, yeah. It's under ten that you can say are like so. That's okay. Like I'm not trying to like kill the guy and say he's not like a you know he doesn't have top twenty talent. But like if you're the fifteenth best guy in the NBA, you're not a number one on that team that is going to, you know, win a title or, or compete for a title. And that's all right. But like he can be in that Paul George, Jamal Murray range of like a really high end number two, if Ant can reach the heights that he absolutely could. Yeah. Again, we, we don't know if he can do that next to Rudy. Um, but I think he could come in and have a good season. And I think again, the, the best thing for the Wolves is that, I think they have a spot for both of their guys to level up in the ways that would be best for them. Yes. All right, let's move on to Spain. Uh, does Spain have anything left in a tank? Guys, I'm going to phrase it this way. I had concerns about the Spain team before Ricky Rubio stepped away for his to deal with his mental health because Ricky Rubio is kind of the the, the, the adult figure on this team. was not good last year. And coming off this, a second ACL tear in the same knee, you, I don't know what you were going to get from Rubio in this tournament. I don't. Th- I don't think anyone could really project it to be the the a peak version of Rubio anymore. This team, I know, is is still ranked number one in the world right now. But you look at this roster; it's not that good. This is not a particularly good Spain team. I think we're we're kind of they're in a they're in a weird spot coming into this tournament. Yeah, they're they're in a weird spot. I would say. They're way too highly ranked, I think, in like the rankings that FIBA puts out. They do power rankings, the whatever you want to look at the odds. I think they're uh, plus fourteen hundred. They're ahead of Slovenia and Germany. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but um, this might be the last time we feel that way because they have three guys coming that might be first round picks next year. And I'm not saying they'll all be ready to play in the Olympics and dominate next season, but they have a UCLA dude who's a center. They have a a guy at Ignite who may or may not play. He's coming off of injury. And then they have a a kid at FSU who's like a scoring guard. All of those guys are Spanish nationals who probably should be kind of that next generation for them. So, yeah, they might underperform this year if the if the Hernan Gomez's don't uh, don't take them to glory. But, you know. Sometimes that happens. USA got seventh four years ago. So, yeah, I mean, I think I also would say like the depth of this tournament's not that great. So, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Spain can kind of Spain their way into this by just playing really solid sure. basketball. Like, that's the thing that you can usually expect from them is like not a team that's going to make a lot of mistakes. And we'll see if they can do that without 
the steady handed point guard that we're used to, but like they still got Rudy Fernandez out there. Like they still got, you know, Sergio. Lula, and their group like, is not great. They, I mean, they're going to get to the knockout stages. I'm not worried about that. It's just yeah. like when they run up against the best teams, but also none of the best teams have their A team right now. Like none mm-hmm. of them really, other than I guess kind of Slovenia, but like Slovenia anyway, it looks a lot like Luca and some guys like it's not like they have like a super dominant group. Uh, Germany probably has close to their a team. I know they don't have maxi because of some Dennis running his mouth, but like, um, yeah, like France doesn't have all their guys. USA obviously doesn't have all of their guys. Um, it's not like this is a crazy deep tournament. Canada's missing some of their guys. I mean, like, Spain still has a shot. Like, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and, and say they should be favorites. I think they're probably correctly ranked odds wise. I I just I I think part of what they can always lean on is like they have a team identity where a lot of national teams don't. I'll also throw out uh they have Sergio Yule, who right. is a pretty good point guard. He's as really well. solid and like they've got They've got some guys who can play, and like Billy Hernan Gomez might not be great in the NBA, but that dude is kills in international play. And as like, uh, as Jeff Van, Gend- Van Gundy loves to uh, let everybody know, he he pumps that dude up anytime he's on a broadcast of a, of a Pelicans brother, game or he whatever will, team. He can go in international play. Wancho kind of the same way. Like the Hernan Gomez is like turn up for FIBA basketball. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like, again, like they're in such a comfortable style of play and they don't necessarily feel as comfortable in American style and NBA style. But like Spain is one of, I mean, how many teams would you say have a cohesive identity in this tournament? It's them. Not it's like, ma- it, it, maybe yeah. France, but I don't even know if, if you would say France. Like I sure yeah. as hell wouldn't say USA basketball has a no, yeah. identity. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, Slovenia does because it's, like, hey, it's like, give Luka give the, ball. the ball. Yeah, that's a gr- which is a yeah. great identity to be clear. Like that is that's been the USA's identity for a long time. Is like probably Australia. Australia has like I, I would say Australia. Canada doesn't. Canada's figuring theirs out, and it's been their problem for years. Is they don't have a cohesive understanding of what they're trying to do, and they don't have a roster that's together year to year to year. Well, so, that is the thing that's going to help Spain, I think, against some of these teams. If it comes down to, you know, when it comes down to late game execution, I do trust Spain in a way I don't sure. trust a lot of these teams. And I think that is the thing that, like, I'm not ready to just say, like, Spain is not a threat because they have something that so few teams have. Well, so speaking of, this is getting a little bit ahead to predictions, but they're basically going to be in the, in the second group stage when they regroup everybody. They're going to be against it, one of... Spain, Canada, and France will not get to the quarterfinals if everything goes like we expect because Group L in the second round is going to be Spain and whoever gets second in Group G, and then we assume Canada and France from Group H will be the ones to to to, to make it to that group. So they're going to be tested right away, and that's part of why I'm a little down on them because I would sure. think Canada and France could get there. But, yeah, I mean, Canada... Lo- Canada losing to them wouldn't shock me I mean, because Canada they're so young and that's kind of exactly the type of matchup. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that's, the idea, Chris, though. You said you were worried about Spain before the Rubio injury. When did that hit you? Were you just kind of like alone at your house one day and you're just like, damn it, Spain might not, might not do what, what we need them to do. This is a, well, this is you're, a you're, you're, you're being, you. you're being glib with me. You're being glib with me, but he had a lot of family come last year and I, and he would talk about Spain a lot. And like, that means more to him than I think anything he would no, ever do. The, the Rubio NBA. part I, I can sympathize with dude played for my team too. I'm saying you said you were yeah. worried before the Rubio injury. I just like the idea oh, of you like out and about in well, Cleveland and you're just like, shit, these guys are not getting where we need them to get. Even if Rubio well, plays. I was just like watching Rubio. <laughs> Honestly, I was watching Rubio play in the playoffs and it's like he had talked about wanting to be ready to play in the FIBA World Cup a bunch when he was on his way yeah. back. And it just popped into my head. I was like, oh boy, I don't know about this, brother. I don't know where we're at with you anymore, Richard. But I think that says a lot about just generally how all these Spaniards feel about this thing they and ca- why they, they are they, so they, good. They yeah. all care so yeah. much. Like, again, like it's like, it's crazy. It's like they're thinking about the, how many guys are thinking about the FIBA World Cup in the NBA season? 
much less the NBA players. Well, well th- okay, here's the, has maybe any, the best Has any USA yeah. player ever thought about the FIBA World Cup during the NBA season? No, absolutely no. not. No. Not once. No. No, no. There, like there, there, there was a little. There's literally a thing. The, Robbie, you're gonna roll your eyes, and I apologize. There's a whole thing in soccer. There's a whole thing in soccer across Europe last year where all the Argentinians just stopped giving a shit because they were worried about the World Cup and trying to win it for Messi. Like this is a thing. Americans just don't care as much about these international things. All these other countries, yeah. depending on the country, care way more about this stuff than they do the the professional 100%. stuff. It just is a thing. So, it's a thing. 100%. So you want can we jump to favorite storyline because it kind of goes along with what I was yeah, bringing up go. about this group. So again, they regroup in the second round and it's like the top two from these partner groups that play in the same city then get put into the group together to see who goes to the quarterfinals. So we have two second round groups that are going to be killer. So I already mentioned group L, which is going to be one of Spain, France, and Canada, most likely not passing that round. Group K is the same way. Basically, Slovenia, Germany, or Australia, one of those teams is going to go home before the quarterfinals. I don't think that is getting super talked about and i also don't think it's represented well in the 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 odds to win the whole thing i mean i guess if you just think the team's great they're gonna make it through that anyway but i guess we could guess i guess we could make predictions here i don't know it's just it is an interesting facet of this because i think all six of those teams people think are among the favorites if i had to guess myself maybe i say spain and germany go home what do you guys think? Did I run through it too fast? I can clarify yeah, can if needed. You, can, you, can you run through those again? So we have group group L, which is one of Spain, Canada, and France will go home. Mm. We have group K in the second round, which is one of Germany, Australia, or Slovenia will go home. Mm. Ooh, Spain, Canada, France. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It wouldn't surprise me if Canada went home. Yeah, I just yeah, I worry about that team, man. Like they have a ton of talent, and like they could win the whole thing. Also, I would love to see. I I would love to see can like a Canada USA game would be like very fun. Like we, one of the things y'all said was like a a potential matchup. You want like I want to see that because I think two young teams trying to figure it out would be very fun. But like if Canada runs up against Spain with it on the line. And Spain just knows how to do this. If Shea doesn't get to the line a bunch, like I don't know how much you get to the line in FIBA basketball, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, like it's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm also like really, I don't know why I'm so high on Germany. Like, and I was high before they played USA, and like I think I actually am lower after watching them play USA because I was like, oh man, they are really relying on Franz getting buckets because like that offense was hideous in the fourth quarter i was like "Ooh, they either hit threes or franz gets a bucket and that is it or i guess dennis gets to the rim but like dennis dennis like he does that little like lead layup thing where he like tries to hold the big off but like bigs just keep getting longer (laughs) and dennis gets blocked like four times a game and he's getting older yeah like that last step doesn't quite have the same burst that used to like he used to kill guys in atlanta he used to kill bigs in atlanta with that move because he would slow it down and then he had that like last step was so fast that he would create so much space that they couldn't get it not so much anymore my man got blocked like five times by the u.s on that it felt like jaron was all over it um yeah like i I just think Slovenia is going to be pretty tough to beat. I I, I just kind of can't see it with how well they did Luka in the Olympics. Cares so much and like yeah. if you have the best And they're getting the skinny Luka right now too. They're getting him in the right time of year. If you have the best Get, ver- you have the best player in the tournament caring more than anybody else in the tournament, that's going to take you a long way. Look, uh, I I'm, I'm just I'm can I float a skinny Luka theory out for a second? Yeah, it's sure. like half baked here. So you know how like nicotine like suppresses your appetite? Are we sure smoking hookah isn't good for Luca just being in shape? I mean, his name uh, rhymes with it. Well, so here's that works the, here's too. the thing about that is like when you smoke hookah, you're usually at an establish a tapas establishment, um, and so I think that's it true. I think it. I think it. I think at best it negates itself because you're very mm-hmm. like if you're smoking cigarettes, you you don't smoke cigarettes and eat a whole lot. 
<laughs> no, you know, no, you like, like, you get, like yeah, it's kind of yeah. disgusting to do yeah. that. Like yeah. it's it's a yeah. di- like the flavor profile doesn't work together. Yeah, like hookah yeah. is designed with like flavors that you like eat yeah. stuff while you're doing it of and drink. So like the original I, vape. Yeah, yeah, like I think as somebody <laughs> as somebody who frequently that's great, Brendan. That, Brendan, Brendan that is great branding. We need to delete that out of the show, and we need to start our own company. And it's the original vape LLC. Not sure if we're allowed to take vaping sponsors, but we're here if we are. And yeah, hookah sponsors. Hookah as somebody, sponsors. as somebody who okay, frequented sure. the hookah bars in Atlanta in college, yeah, they have a lot of food at those places. <laughs> Chris, what's your favorite storyline under the radar? Uh, South South Sudan, youngest country in the world. Luel Jang is the GM. It's just cool that they're there. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know like if they're gonna have a chance, but it's just cool that they're there, and that you have something just a, a little bit unique within the world infrastructure so they have I'll a few names that that people will recognize too one in Wenyan, gabriel mario yeah. yep manuel acott was a was oh. a dude once upon a time uh bulbul not some, playing in this but they got some guys i just i i follow well ding on instagram for some reason he's so excited about this and i i know how much this means to him how no yeah. she's advocated for africa so this to me is just it's it's a it's a cool thing and it's literally the youngest country in the world so that in itself is just kind of a, a cool part of it I'll go. Right. I'll go. Jor- oh, I'll go. Yeah, Jordan go Clarkson playing playing home games. Uh, the That's Philippines right. Is so Let's basketball go. crazy. My guy, Jordan Clarkson. Time getting to play at home. I don't know if they can. Co- they and they have a chance to come out of the group. Like they they really do. They have a chance to to get through that group stage and get to that second group. Um, I, uh, I, I I'd like to see it and. Uh, He's going to put on a show for him. I mean, that's uh, it's cool because, like, you know, he's talked a lot about, the Fili- like, helping the Filipino community in, in Utah. And, like, he's really embraced that. Like, he's not one of these guys that is just, like, a naturalized, like, signee. No, yeah. Like, he's been doing this for a while. And, like, to get to play in the World Cup at home, um, I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, and, like, anybody who has ever written – like, any of us, like – when you write about ba- NBA basketball, like you learn like how many Filipino NBA fans there are. You get out come on CNN Philippines to talk about hoops and like, like they they love that and like I think it's going to be really cool. Like kind of along the same lines of like South Sudan. Like it's not a not a team that's going to win the thing, but like them getting out of the group stage would be such a huge thing in that country. And like they have a chance because like Jordan Clarkson is going to be one of the best players in the group. Quick, Speaking of uh, naturalized, I want to. I want. I know we're skipping this one, yeah, Chris, this, but I had two that are just no, too good. No. We have to bring. No, it I, up. I. No, I have one. I have one that's technically not about the World Cup, but I need to bring it up because someone went on Twitter and talked a bunch of shit about this person. So, like at least questioned their oh. like legitimacy. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw this. We I talked about it on yeah, Lock on so, Suns. Um, yeah, so Eric, so Eric Gordon playing for the Bahamas. Yeah, beat wins in wins in a game in Argentina that gives him a chance to make to the World to make beat the, Argentina the twice. Yeah, beat Argentina twice. Um, his mom, you know, he's he grew up in Indiana. Was a was a Mr. Basketball there. His mom is from the Bahamas. Andres Nocioni goes on goes on X and tweets this. Now, with a cold mind, I think is it fair what the Bahamas did to nationalize a player who had already competed for the United States, even winning a World Cup at the last moment? The signing belongs to the club league, not the national team competition, and it should be corrected. Bro's big mad online about Eric Gordon balling out for the Bahamas in Argentina and beating Argentina twice. Just, so just posting, Eric Gordon. just really just, hard posting about his loss. Yeah, posting. Um, and just forgot about Andres Nocioni as well in general. Just forgot he was around. If I'm being honest. All right, I have two my favorite random national team guys in this tournament. Omari Spellman is playing for Lebanon. Yeah. And then uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson on for Jordan. The, Proud country of Jordan, yeah. yeah I just thought those were great. Big, big fan, uh, big fan of those two. Um, yeah, it's always, it's always, it's always one of the, the most enjoyable parts of like going through the FIBA rosters, and being like, oh, all right, like you, good for you. You just get like a, you just get like a Mike Jones on a random like Eastern yeah. European team, and you're like, all right, who was go it? Off. Um, he's not on Greece this year. Um, God, he played for like the Hawks. He was like a. Some some dude for, like some dude from the Hawks played on the Greek team like in qualifiers. Thanks, dog, for not didn't uh, I believe like like two yeah, didn't guy. Anthony Randolph play for Spain at one point? Did that happen? Maybe I'm I remembering. He was on, like, I thought he was on. 
like Slovenia or something. Oh yes, that's what it is. He played with Luca in Spain, but then Luka. he played for the Slovenian team also. Yeah. yeah, this year's Slovenian team we have a Mike Toby. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is, but you know, just yeah. just nice to see. Yeah. Um, all right, I had to shout those guys out, Chris, but we can move on to predictions. Uh, no, I, I look, it's it's a time honored tradition of just the randomness. Um, Kyle, Remem- remembering guys, FIBA edition. Look, I also That's just love the best that, thing to do. F- Following Jordan Clark's Instagram and seeing his posts about the Philippines, but he's just like tagged because he's a Lululemon brand ambassador, just tagging Lululemon. I'm like, my guy, I respect everything that's going on with this. Just multiple Hustling. bags. Hustling. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's get to, into our big predictions. All right, uh, let's start with our most surprising fun player. Um, is it a, like, honestly, I'm kind of, I'm just going to say Jordan Clarkson because I know he's on everyone's cup of tea, but he might just drop a ton of points in front of his own crowd and just, like, get his team out of the group. So I'm, I'm going to go Jordan Clarkson. I know that's, like, kind of a lazy answer, but 40-point a game Jordan Clarkson, let, I want to will it into existence. I'm trying to decide if he's more or less likely to get in a fight in this environment versus the NBA. I think less. Less. I think yeah, less. I was leaning this that is a, this way. This is a celebration. It's home. It's fun. Yeah. This is a celebration, I think. Um, I got two. I already said Billy Hernan Gomez. Like, the dude's going to mm-hmm. be a monster for Spain. And then uh, from the team that's not going to go real far, but a dude, bucket getter, Tremont Waters for Puerto Rico. Yeah. Can yep. absolutely get after it. And like he pulls up from all over the court. Very fun to watch. Uh, that's those are Those are my two in terms of just like – guys you wouldn't necessarily expect but but come from he, come from deep down the nba rosters he picked everybody's pocket in the exhibition they played with team usa he was just yeah, he had uh, like five steals yeah. he had the he had a game winner in the qualifiers against He's, uh, brazil i think like yeah tremont, he was tremont like, waters bucket getter Three inches taller, he'd be. He'd be. Yeah, he's like five ten. Like if he was like six yeah. two, he would actually be like a legit NBA guard. All right, mine is Nico Mannion. Just yeah. still believe. Never, never stopped believing. Not sure why he went overseas. Sounded like he wanted to be back in the NBA because he did play summer league for the Bucks. But I don't think he's going to get a contract. Regardless, just prosper overseas. Rock the red haired Italian thing. I love it, and uh, that team should be fun. I really kind of wish they had Paolo, but it's all right. Too. Can I add one more? Uh, uh, my guy, Hawk legend, Eddie Tavares. Um, yep. For Cape Verde, he's going to lead the tournament in blocks. Um, the dude's a monster. And, like, he might come back to the NBA soon. Like, I know, like, the Kings were talking to him or something, but they can't figure out his buyout. But, like, he's been, like, dominant in Spain for the last, like, four years. Like, every year you see him come up when it's, like, Euro League time and stuff. So, like... Uh, Eddie, Eddie Tavares for however long Cape Verde is in there is going to put up some really funny stat lines. All right, let's go to Cinderella team. I'm going to Italy. They have been together for a long time as a group. They were 6-0 and um, as of recently, I believe. I don't know how they've gone since then, but they were 6-0 and in tune-up games. They're in a really favorable group. They're the betting favorites to get out of Group A. And if they can maybe just get a little lucky and avoid the, the Americans in the quarters... Could make the semis. I'm going Italy. I have uh, Montenegro or Lithuania. Whoever gets out of Group D. I was deep on this one because they actually have a, a pretty pretty solid path because whoever the second team to get out of the U.S.'s group, which without Giannis in it is not going to be a great team, mm. I could see Montenegro, Lithuania, little Nikola Vucevic action uh, go 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 a long way. So they're, they're my pick. Valanciunas, yeah. Either I like, one. I like all three of those. Um, I'm a, like, I don't know if they're a Cinder- like the team that like could like sneaky make a really deep run. Like, I still think the thing is, if Germany gets out of that second group, yeah, like they legit could go. You know, That's like one. and they have, I think they have as good a floor balance as anybody. Like, they got a guy at like each spot. They're not super deep. But, like, I don't know how much that matters in 40-minute games. But, like, Bonga is, like, Another, actually, Speaking like, of dudes I still good. believe in. Yeah, like, Bonga. he looks great. Like, he was destroying the U.S. on the glass. Like, Mo Wagner is, like, maybe the most annoying person in basketball to play against. Yes. Um, like, there's a reason he got, like, slugged in the back of the head by Killian Hayes a couple years ago. Like, um <laughs> And then, like, Franz, I think, like I already said, Franz could be... And, like, Tice is, like, good. 
and Dennis is good. Like they just have like good guys. Like I think Germany can make a run if they get out of that second group. Like that's going to be the hardest thing for them in like a one game setting. Like I don't want to see them. Some of their like non NBA guys can just like, are like six ten and can just shoot. Yeah. Like they just have like, yeah. Like German Germany is like the team that if I were just like sprinkling long, longer odds to win the whole thing, like that's, that's the team I for like me it. that I'm excited for. Yeah, plus uh, plus eighteen hundred right now at yeah, at they're pretty deep down the down the odds. So, yeah. All right, uh, tournament MVP. I'm gonna tip my hand a little bit mm. based on how I far I think Team USA is gonna go and who I think is gonna win it. I'm going in. This is this is Anthony Edwards mm. tournament. I think it's Anthony Edwards. I think he's gonna be one of the, the breakout stars of the upcoming NBA season. I think this is just the this is the this is the first part of it. I th- I'm going in as tournament MVP. Our friends at BetMGM don't have MVP odds. Does anyone else have we have we seen, or is there something out there for this? Because I have Luca. I just mm. think he's going to matter the most to his team. I have Shea as a potential fun number two. I could I could see a little SGA if if Canada does does make a run. Um, I was trying to find somebody on France, honestly, but I'm not really sure. Like who's you see, think just, is, di- just dialing in Nando the Colo for MVP. Just like, yeah, you're, you still it's, believe it's in by committee Hayes. there to, to be nice. So, is like, it gonna, I, you is know. it going to be Nico Batum's last ride? I mean, Evan, Evan Fournier's Fournier been talking a lot of shit lately. Maybe he feels pretty good about himself. Lately, lately it into that something. Guy, okay, Evan yeah, Fournier's always kind of talking some shit. Evan Elia Kobo actually has a pretty cool story. That dude got cut from Team U- Team France when he was like first making the NBA and, and was like pretty bummed about it. And now he's back because he, he went through EuroLeague and, and did his thing. We're back to another dude I still believe in, but that's okay. Um, all right. Yeah, I, I have Luca. Are there odds? Do we did we find odds? I can't find I looked at DraftKings and they don't have all right. if they, and if they don't have them, I don't really think. Uh, oh wait, here we go. I you can you can bet most points scored in the tournament. Okay. Luke, Shea, Shea, Shea and Luca are tied at 350. Yeah. Ant is 600. Bogdan is 900. Laurie and Patty mm-hmm. Mills are 10 to 1. Bogdan's a pretty good one with, yeah. with Lowry, Lurkic out. Yeah. 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 Bog, Bog, Bogdan's going to get buckets. Um, yeah, it's tough for Serbia with, with uh, the big man out, though. They just don't yeah. have a center, really. Yeah. Um, what was the question we were answering here? MVP. MVP. Tournament MVP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, Evan Fournier, yeah, yeah, you know me. Uh, yeah, I think honestly, I think it's Ant. I'm with okay. Chris. I That's think right. it's Ant. Solid air. That's right. That's right. Vindicated. So. All right. How far does Team USA go? We're winning. We're winning gold, baby. Mm. I have a again. I really dug into the like mapping out of the group. So I have a semifinal loss to Australia, but they win the third place game over Serbia. Lock it in. <laughs> this is deep. Uh, yeah, I'm with. I'm with. Go. I'm with Chris. I think they. I think they're in the finals. Um, again, I just I look at the rest of these these teams and it's just it's just I'm not as I don't know like I, I I'm not as scared of a lot of these teams as I feel like I normally am if, against yeah. Spain and Slovenia and like Serbia is like all the all the things that I'm scared about with USA basketball are, have like kind of been taken off the table. Like the big bads I, are just not big men. Well, Next, next. I think the Olymp. If there's Olympics a moment of like, cri- so the, yeah. if if there's like if there's like crisis 2.0, like uh, from the the previous one we saw like back in 04. I think it's, it's like it's, it, it's in the Olympics. Yeah, it's in the Olympics next summer. Two yeah. decades later, I don't think it's right now. I think it's no. I, I think it's no. Because even if they didn't perform well now, like I, I don't think anyone will care because it's just no one cared about the World Cup in their team. No, China. Nobody, yeah, yeah, nobody cared. Yeah. And so there's there's that. I think. I like this group better. Like, I think in terms of, I think there's more depth in terms of like, if one of the guys doesn't have it, you have pretty clear replacements to like throw guys in. Like if Brunson doesn't have it, you throw Halley in and you're pretty comfortable back again at at the lead guard spot. Um, You have Ingram on the wing. If he's not like, like if he's not working, you can throw in really good spot up shooters and Reeves and Cam Johnson um, you have Paolo the, there if you the want the Jaron foul trouble point, which we talked about already. That that's the that's one the thing. But one. to your point, there, if he's there's no centers to punish him, then it, it's yeah. not he's yeah. not going to face the size that's going to really bother him. Because like, is Fran like 
the other thing is if France decides to try and play through Rudy Gobert, are you, are you upset by that? Like, <laughs> no, that's probably, no, that's probably a good thing for you. No, so you like, take well, like Robert, the point nine points per possession. Yeah, and... like you're you're, you're good <laughs> well, with that. You, so like that's the thing for me how, is like nobody like um, the thing is if they ran up on like the two teams that are probably scariest are like like Lithuania scares me because like Jonas could body bag some guys like he's gonna like he he would be a guy that like could give them some fits and if they get some shooting like that's the type of team that trips them up i'm less worried about the better teams because i just think they they can out talent a lot of them like i get australia because kind of like what i was talking about with spain like you said like australia actually has a collective identity and they have confidence playing the usa having beaten them twice now in recent years i think so yeah yeah. All right. What do we? So you guys have the USA winning. I have Slovenia winning over Australia in the final. Okay, I'm going. I it's have just a USA blind Slovenia optimism with Luca. I don't even really know much about the rest of their team. I'm going to be honest well, with you. So be I'm vulnerable I, here. I, I, so I'm going to go. I have a USA Slovenia final. Okay. And I, I, I think it, you know how like there's this like I, we've talked about this, Brendan. There's like Luca. Can Luca just like carry a team for a stretch and get them to, uh, take them very far? It feels like this is the kind of tournament with a lot of the other stars out and just like the the level of talent maybe not as compact together at the highest level. This feels like a thing where he could do that and just carry team there. But I think then Team USA beats him in the final. That, that's where I'm going with this. That would be, I mean, like from a storyline perspective, that would be the most fun. I think of them as like USA versus Luca would be because like and also like if you're talking about a thing that like by the time they get to that point, USA is going to be like, all the guys are going to be invested. But like, if you want to talk about a thing that would get the best out of team USA or should get the best out of team USA, Luke, it would be playing Luca in the final. And it's like, not playing Rudy Gobert. Cause like, that's the thing that's going to have amp fired up. Mm-hmm. And yep. like, mm-hmm. and like Jaron's going to want to get some licks in at the rim on Luca. Mikhail's going to have some battle scars. Mikhail yeah. and like, <laughs> There's, the Jalen Brunson, Luca, like part of there's yeah. a part lot of, of there's a lot of stuff that goes deep there. Um, even Cam John, I mean Cam Johnson was on those Suns team. Like, there's a lot of deep stuff. I Again, mean, like if they the problem for USA is if they run into the wrong team with a big man that can kill them on the glass, and it ends up being, you know, a Cavs Knicks first round situation. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I mean, nah, look, the cat, like the cat, they they just the Cavs deserve to feel shame for that for until they prove that they aren't just soft. Honestly, in 2020, Luca basically did this. He almost beat France. He got he lost in the third place game. They lost in the third place game to Australia. But the only difference between that roster and this one is is Vlaco. But like, okay, good player, NBA player matters. But if he did it three years ago why or two years ago why could he not do it now you know so that, that's my thinking it's that that's kind of been their team and they've already shown us they can win it you know i guess also, 2017 like, they had anthony randolph they had uh goron but still kind of sneaky, yeah. sneaky this is out. as fresh as luke has been coming into a summer because he didn't play any playoff basketball he hasn't played since may this was actually kyrie's grand plan was getting luca fresh for the fever right he like he is as fresh as possible like he's He's not Kyrie, who just said he wanted to play for Australia. By the way, I don't know if you saw that headline. Of course he does. Did not. Of course he does. Sure. Would that be good or bad for Australia? Honestly, bad. Yeah, bad. We're talking about team with the actual cohesive identity, and we're going to throw Kyrie Irving onto it. And notice Ben Simmons is not on this roster either. So you know, there's a there's a method to their madness, and I think it includes, hey, let's bring the guys who actually play the way we want to play. Yeah. So. All right, so our official winners, uh, I think Robbie, I go in Team USA. Brendan is going Slovenia. Yep. Okay. That was just to separate myself from the Patriot thing you threw out earlier. I just couldn't no, be associated, so I had to go a different that's direction. That's smart. Yeah, that's, that's smart that, that, to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – that's, uh, I'm just branding myself, you know. The true Midwest Ohio man. Yeah, you know, you gotta just you gotta understand your audience. Yeah, you gotta understand your audience. I'm in flyover country. You gotta respect our big our urban Meyer guy. <laughs> well, do hey, hey, calm down, calm down, calm down there. But I did walk by his house at the memorial this year, and I was like, oh, this guy. Dev- I understand why this man uh, is who he is now, considering he just lives on Jack Nicholas's golf course. I it kind of I get it, I get it. 
Um, Slovenia plus 1,600 to win. USA is minus 135. France plus 800. Canada plus 1,000. Australia plus 1,000. Serbia plus 1,400, which feels like wasted money. I'd be interested to see what what the odds are like in a non-US based book because that's just people liking to bet America, I would think. See, I, no, yes. There's no way that the that the next closest team should be plus 800. That feels crazy to me. All I'm you saying, know? Brendan, is you know, Great Britain, we beat them in 1776, and where are they now? They're ducking us in FIBA World Cup. So, I don't think basketball they're, they're and Britain ducking, they're just really not very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, ducking. It, no program, no history. You know, who 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 would be the team out of all this that? of these teams with decent betting odds, it would actually surprise you if they won it. Because I kind of think I'd be surprised if Canada pulled this off. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, probably uh, the answer. Yeah, man, it's... Greece has decent odds still, and I feel like places just haven't realized that's, Giannis yeah. isn't playing. That, yeah. Because there's zero chance that they're... Are you this. besmirching the good name of Papa G? Nicolaitis. <laughs> the god? Yeah. The god? Is he playing? Nicolaitis? He's still around? I don't think... No, Nicolaitis is not on there. Man. Um, yeah, Greece is probably Greece is like twenty eight hundred though. That's not really high. Like no, no, it's not. The team that would surprise, uh, yeah, I think the Nassus though. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I think honestly Serbia would probably yeah surprise me just because like no, like Bogdan's okay. really good and they've got some guys, but it's just like man, that's a losing Jokic is my, uh, quite the, one of my quite picks. It is, yeah. One of my picks for the potential this year's marketing was if Nikola Jovic just plays so well that Cronin calls it in mid-tournament. He's like, "All right, we'll do. We'll take it. We'll do the Dame deal. Send us Jovic. He's too good. Yo- we need him yo- now. Yo- just I need Jovic and Jaime Jaquez. Yeah, I need them. Summer league, you know, great Jaime Jaquez, and then yeah, we got Jovic at the like we're, we're out all in Manila in. doing his thing. Yeah." Look, could do could, worse ways to sell it, you know. Sure. Social team just clips together some packages, you throw it on X and Instagram and TikTok, and you know what? You get the fan base excited. You're in business. What, what if is there a possibility for uh, Serbia to play the, the U.S. and could Spo throw the game to get the Damian Lillard trade done? <laughs> I like where Spoh, your mind could, is at. Could, could we get an inside job to just Pat like, Riley? Pat Riley's calling in from his mansion, like Eric. <laughs> Get it done. Let Jovic go off. Design Serbia US, I think, would be like deep in quarters, the tournament if it happened. Quarters, semis, like let's yeah, get it. So it's a, yeah, yeah, let's it's respectable. That would be. Yeah, I'm telling you, if it happens, I am absolutely starting the. You need to. You need to. You need to like. You need to go like buy a lottery ticket that day if, if that happens, Robbie. All right, let's end there. This has been the Just Basketball Show preview of the FIBA World Cup featuring the one and only Robbie Count. Robbie, thanks so much for coming through. Thanks for having me, fellas.